This week on Invasion of the Podcast, San Diego Comic-Con has come and gone, and we have a discussion about it. And it is hot outside, so we're busting out the box office barometer. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. Um, I am Paul. Um, the sweaty mouth breather, Stedman, and then to my left is Joe, um, dressed up in a, a really sexy, um, I don't know, uh, Harley Quinn cosplay, Peters. <laughs> were you going with a, were you going with a heat type theme or were you going I was with going, a, I was going with like a Comic-Con, Comic-Con theme. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I guess both apply. I, well, maybe not the, the, the Harley Quinn thing. I just didn't have any name. I was just like, oh crap, I don't have names. Oh, that's all right. right. Sorry so, guys. <laughs> we're, we've already dropped the ball here. We don't even have a third thing to talk about. And well, like, you know, no, there's it's a ton of news. So like this time of year, like San Diego Comic-Con has rolled through and you know, that's pretty much the, the Mecca of nerd news. I mean, there's a few yeah. uh, things that trickle in, you know, like, uh, like, E3, of course, and, and you've got, like, um, what are some of the overseas events that they have? Oh, shoot. Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, yeah, and then there's um, um, the, the German Gaming Expo when they have yeah. one too, yeah. So, like, those usually come through. you got Dragon Con, you know, yeah. and, and uh, PAX uh, East or West. And then North and South or whatever they're doing. Yeah, PAX, too, yeah. PAX has, like, directions. Any direction you can think PAX does. But um, So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about with Comic-Con. We're going to get that in a second. Um, I did want to mention just a few things briefly. One... Um, I I went to a friend's um, event that he has every year. It's at his family's place in Pennsylvania, and they they play croquet at this tournament. Oh, I think and, I remember this vaguely last year. And I'm always angry because we never get to the finals. And so this year we really really tried. We're almost there, and it didn't please, quite make it. Please tell me you wore a cardigan. Oh, we didn't wear it. It's too hot outside. So doesn't matter, man. You're yeah. playing croquet. I know. Um, I kept falling off the horse. I don't think I understand croquet. But what <laughs> I wanted to mention was that my my friend Chad, he made this leaderboard like the last two years, which has like the different pairings. Like he went all out. This thing's huge. But this year, since his family picked uh, Oktoberfest as the theme, yeah, they had like all like they just it, it was crazy. Like you walk in, there's like a menu set up. Like it was pretty great they go all out but he at the bottom of the leaderboard he painted two elsinore brewery signs from the labels from strange brew so he actually had the elsinore images on the leaderboard and i was tickled i don't think anybody else understood the joke but i was i was over the moon about it i love when when you do subtle jokes and people not everyone gets it but then somebody's just like hey is this and you're like yep yeah it was just one of those things where it's like I, he, he told me he spent like three weeks making that and I appreciate the joke, and I just felt. I, but I also know how I go, where I will, I will spend a long time for what I think is entertaining. And people will look at it for like a second and be like, "That's it, okay, that was great, that's cute, let's move on." Yeah. So I thought that was funny. But then on the way back from there, um, I got <laughs> there's a lake. It's a private community, and so I grabbed Mary's phone. And I started playing the Pokemon's for a second. <gasps> 
Yeah, yeah, I did. I just because I thought, well, you know, we're out of state. Maybe there's some out of state Pokemons. I don't know if there's Pennsylvania specific ones. I don't think so we found a couple. Not, I don't think there's out of state. There's out of continent. There's specific continental ones. Oh, because so. I know I'm still being kidnapped by my coworkers and being taken <laughs> on rides when we go to lunch and we go through a graveyard. Did I tell you this last time? Oh yeah, yeah. graveyards are the spot yeah, for Pokemon, like, which but, is really really creepy. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think like, and the same thing with Ingress. So it's like. I think there's like a plan by like some type of zombie nation where they're just like we'll get people to come in there, and then as soon as they're here playing their little games, just will pop out of the ground. Yeah, it's like they they keep calling the one area that they go to they call it Babyland because it's where all the premature like infant like Go-ba- passings baby Pokemon. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, no, it's where the the. the <laughs> That's where all the dead babies are in the cemetery. They drive by, oh, they, and no. they drive by that area. They're like, "Ever hey, gonna go by Babyland?" I was like, "That's like the cutest name for the worst thing." Yeah. So I'm in this backseat, and all three of the guys with their cell phones, just like oh, looking yeah. out at all the different children headstones, seeing if there's Pokemon's. Yeah. That seems kind of. I don't think that's the spirit of Pokemon. No, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought that. So I, I've been kidnapped. There's but I've a lot also, of great stories. Yeah. I mean, that game's exploded, and I'm like, I, I like, I told like a couple people, like I play it, but like I. I've never ever played a Pokemon game, but I do love the geocaching games. And like I can't get over the amount of people that are into this thing. Like the you know, I was telling a couple of my friends, like one of my buddies knows a friend who does like a lot of network traffic and does like a uh, like internet server support for like the internet itself. And the, the actual internet. The actual internet. And like you know, uh the the issues that Blizzard was having with those brute force attacks. Oh like, yeah, we yeah, play, yeah. We play a lot of like like the DDoS over, attacks. Yeah, talking yeah. About. The DDoS attacks, like you know, and so like they were offering to kind of help Blizzard, you know, restructure that so that it, like you know that they would get back to having BattleNet up and running smoothly. And Blizzard's like too kind of like on their high horse, like no, no, no. <laughs> and um, so they're like, all right, fine, screw you guys. So they actually have a network traffic, like I guess you could say, like priority list. When Pokemon Go traffic kicks in, they actually bump Blizzard's traffic down to Tier 2. <laughs> and I was wow. kind of like, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, he was telling us a story. He's like, yeah, and, like, this isn't something that they voluntarily do. It's just because, like, the demand is higher than Blizzard's traffic. I just, I never thought I'd ever hear a story so, like that. That's ridiculous. Well, we'll talk a little bit about more about Pokemon. A little bit. A little bit. Like, yeah. I don't want to get too Poke-centric because, like, <laughs> like... I grew up way past Pokemon. But Me too. Like so. Anyway, um, but go ahead, finish your story about no, the out of, out of town stuff. No, it's that was about it. Like I, I um, was terrible. I don't know. I was just holding the phone up. Like, like I won't. Like I. Okay, I'll, I'll admit I had a couple um, German beverages while I was at the croquet thing. So, in the meantime, Mary grabbed my phone and downloaded Pokemon Go onto my phone. I've not opened it, and it's like I don't think I'm going to play it. But like it was fun for a second, like looking at my car and being like, "Oh, there's there's some purple thing on the hood," and I got to t- throw a ball at it. Oh yeah, and, like, the AR is kind of cool. Yeah, and then as we're driving along this like private community, though, like we're stopping and turning around. And there's people in their little golf carts up and by staring at us. It's like, don't judge us. You're in a golf cart. We're oh, just like, yeah. We're, yeah. So I bet you a golf cart would be the perfect vehicle to go catch Pokemon's in, though. It would because they give you these. You get eggs that you have to actually walk distances mm-hmm. to like um to hatch them so you have to go out and be active otherwise you won't hatch them uh if you get over a certain speed that won't count it so if you're driving it's not just gonna be like oh yeah i'm gonna drive to work this thing will be done yeah you actually have to walk or run or ride a bike so i, I had a friend of mine who had to go in for surgery and, and she had posted the question she's like hey do you think a Roomba could hatch Pokemon eggs? She's like, just asking for a friend. I've seen, I've seen people. I've seen a hack. People put their smartphone in their dog's collar and then let the dog just run around the yard. Like, 
Yeah. I just, you know what? I, I will never be not amazed at, at the ingenuity that the American people have to be as lazy as possible and put the mo- as much work in to be as lazy as possible. Yeah. Like, I'm guilty of that, too. Yeah. But anyway, so, anyway. Um, yeah, that wasn't really news, but I, I went to Babyland, and then I lost croquet. That's well, basically what happened. I'll share this story, even though it's not a personal story, because I did, I was guilty of not kind of, like, posting this on our Facebook or our Twitter page because I do like to promote a lot of stuff like this. But um, that joint that you got me turned on to, Yuzu in Lakewood. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, they had the, the, a the restaurant, yeah. Yeah, they had a uh, Sunny in Philadelphia event. Really? Yes. And, uh, my Why girlf- didn't I know about that? That's it, well, it was, it was a day man party. Oh, and that would my, have been awesome. My girlfriend went to it, and they had a lot of cool stuff. Like, they had different types of things from the show. She had rum ham. <laughs> Uh, and there was like a couple other things. I thought it was really cool, but they played a few episodes and, you know, they had like some, uh, some themed drinks and some themed dishes and it was basically, here you go. Here's some milk steak. Yeah. They had milk steak. They had milk steak and jelly beans there. You could get, she said that somebody ordered it when she was there and she didn't try it, but she did get the rum ham. Um, you know, and then they played a lot of the episodes while you were there, but See, I thought that was pretty cool. I've been to actual Max Tavern in Philadelphia. Nothing like the TV show, like the one that, um, which one patties? No, not, but the, the, there's no actual patties, but Mac, um, the guy who plays Mac and his name's failing me right now. He actually oh, owns a bar yeah. in Philadelphia called Max Tavern. I've been there and there's like silhouettes of like the, the cast members there and then you can buy shirts and glasses, but there's like nothing else that's like associated with Is it as divey as patties or? Uh, it's it's like you know it's closer to I I don't know Philadelphia that well but we we went to go to Liberty Bell and then also to I feel like that's Hall. a huge missed opportunity it's, it's not that far away from there so it's more the colonial area yeah. of but that's like more the touristy part right so okay. um so yeah I mean you I think it's a missed opportunity that it doesn't look like Patty's because it's actually smaller than what Patty's is in the show. But yeah, we, we've actually been to Max Tavern, but I feel like what you just mentioned was, was more of an it's always a sunny experience than when we were in Philadelphia. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, next year I'm going to the Dayman party. It's always to it because I got to go see. I should dress up as Green Man and just go to the Dayman thing. Yeah. Dream or Nightman. Or Nightman. Yeah. With the cat eyes. <laughs> do karate. And just do karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, there's some Foley work there for you. So anyway, all right. That's enough of kind of news. So we should just move right on to. And now for our feature presentation. Yeah, this is pretty much just. I don't. Yeah, we could do feature presentation or news. This is sure. News. I'm going to also throw up these two. Do you know why they are called spoilers? Oh, yeah. uh, real quick. Thanks to to Nick and Jake for being on the show last week. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun, and we really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, that was a great. Like, it's very rare we get guests and. Um, Which, by the way, if you guys want to be a guest on the show, just let us know. That'd be that'd be wonderful. We'll figure it out. Talk about whatever. <laughs> Your feelings, whatever you like. Um, but so San Diego Com- San Diego Comic Con was this was it this weekend. Yeah, I think it was. This it is a little weekend yeah. stint. Yeah. So and, and San Diego Comic Con is really just turned into a press cul- release city. A culmination, <laughs> yes, of press release city. It is just like I I remember who was I talking to? Uh, was it? Was it was it at Wizard World? We were talking to somebody, and they were talking about how you could just walk up and no, 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 no. It was uh, it, I think it was some one of the some other podcast I might have listened to, like Nerdist or something. And they were talking about how I think it was Bruce Campbell said back in the day you would go to or no, it was Quentin Tarantino actually. <laughs> he would go to San Diego Comic Con because Tarantino lived out in California when you know San Diego Comic Con constantly was going on, and you would walk up and it would be like, "There's Jack Kirby." And yeah. you would just walk up to Jack Kirby like, 
hey, Jack. And he'd be like, hey. And you would just be like, can I get your autograph on this book, blah, 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 and talk to him. And then like you would be there for three days and they would get to know you. would be like, hey, you know, you're Quentin. This is your friend, blah, blah, blah. And you would you would kind of yeah. talk to him, you know, similar to like how Neil Adams was with us. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Until I asked to get to get a photo with him, I realized it cost like, money. Yeah. But and I didn't want to give him money for a photo. But, but no, like like Comic Con has <laughs> turned into like a huge like basically Disney, uh, DC, Warner Brothers. Um, you know anybody's just like a springboard for like this is what we have coming on. This is going to be a you know this is going to be an announcement panel. This is going to be like what's coming up for us. It's it's basically everybody looks forward to like all the stuff that these companies are putting out. And there's less talk of the comics and less talk of the industry. That's why you have the smaller cons and things like that. Like I think like New York Comic Con and Dragon Con are definitely more fan centric, where this is more media centric. Yeah, I mean I feel like there's still news with those, but I feel like since now Wizard World is kind of just like it's basically like um Lollapalooza. You know, it's just it, it's a yes, running tour. It is basically yeah. it feels That's like a good example. Um that you don't have to have each one of them doesn't have to be news heavy. It's just more about the experience, which I'm glad that like, so I, I keep dropping things in the background here. So more for all the work. Um, so they announced uh, that Cleveland Wizard World is going to be next March on St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes. So get ready, um, everybody. That's so, a good, that's a good, that's a good tie in. And the fact that this will be the third year in a row. And I think it's a pretty busy weekend that, that they're putting a lot of faith in Cleveland, you know, and I think Cleveland's going to respond. And I've, even though like I felt like Saturday, sometimes it got a little busy. It never felt claustrophobic. And I felt like you could pretty much see what you wanted to see. And I, and I'm, I'm happy for that kind of experience. Yeah. Um, it would be cool to go to San Diego Comic Con once. I think I'd be miserable for most of the time I it's, was there. It's definitely bucket listed for me, and like a couple of my like my buddies, I went to MegaCon with. They're like, you know, this the news came out. We were talking about it like online the other day when we got together, and um, they were like, "We got to go to San Diego one of these years. We got to go to San Diego one of these years." And I'm like, "We'll get there." I'm like, "I I want to go. I want to go." But um, basically. Like with San Diego, it's 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 you just basically wait for some bombs to drop, and yeah. then when they drop, it's like you get on the internet and you just kind of like frantically look up the trailers, look up, you know, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Like you know, I know everybody that's probably listening to the show, probably this is not going to be news. Like like oh my god, there was a Wonder Woman trailer. There, <laughs> there, you know, there was a there was a, a a Daredevil season three announcement. You know, it's like everybody knows that, but like we kind of want to discuss it a little bit because. You know, when this stuff comes out, like, I feel like a lot of websites or, like, you know, even YouTube itself, they just kind of, like, like throw it up and it sticks on the wall and then people can click on it and watch it and make their own, you know, opinions or assumptions. And and, and that's why we have this show is because it's fun to talk about. Let's, like, let's talk about the Doctor Strange trailer. Let's talk yep. about the Justice League trailer. You know, let's talk about, like, the Blair Witch announcement of the new whatever third Blair Witch movie. You know, stuff like that. So that's kind of, like, what we're here to talk about. So. Yeah, I, and so I, 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 Joe's right that anything that we're going to talk about here isn't going to be like, wow, the phase of the podcast broke it first. Like, yeah. no, we're breaking news. We're like three, four, like many, 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 many steps behind. And but, I've thrown stuff up on our Facebook page to, yeah. to you know, people have commented on, people have like talked about. You know, I want to I want to shout out to like a couple of people that, that that did interact on the the Facebook page, and you know, we're we're always happy to hear like you know comments or talk you know like talking points it's like we love to like discuss this stuff so yeah and there was actually some discussion we'll just you know i'm gonna jump right to the one that, that i feel like the biggest thing for me that i was surprised by uh was the announcement for marvel television for agents of shield season four ghost rider is going to be part of the story arc 
for that. And that surprised me a great deal because I, there was the trains um, around San Diego Comic-Con that they had the, the wraps on, like the big image wraps. The chains on fire. And, which there was a character in season three that he could uh, grab stuff and like superheat it kind of like Gambit a little bit. And he used a chain in, in a couple of the uh, episodes. So I'm like, oh, they're just bringing back Hellfire. That's all they're doing. Yeah. And like, or whatever his name, I think it was Hellfire. Uh, so I didn't really, over, didn't think, I was like, there's no way Ghost Rider's coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And yeah. it is. And that's awesome. So let's talk about this. Because like, I know, I have a friend who's a big Ghost Rider fan. I, I read a little bit of Ghost Rider, like the Dan Ketch series in the 90s. And um, I'm, 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 I'm very cautious about this. Like I always talk to you about how I'm optimistically cautious. Like I, you know, like Ghostbusters, I was going to take it for what I saw it for when it came out. Star Wars, I was going to take it for what I saw it for. I wasn't going to get hyped, and I wasn't going to try to be negative for any of these things until I saw them. Like Batman vs Superman, I made my own decisions when I saw it. Yeah. This decision to put Ghost Rider on Agents of Shield, which is a Disney property of of. Uh, ABC, broadcast ABC, television ABC Studios yeah. which is a is a, a a Disney property I feel like they're 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 putting a character that shouldn't be on that type of a network it should de- Ghost Rider should definitely be on Netflix like I, I I remember um talking about it on our Facebook page and it's like like you you have a, a character that's seated in a background of demonic and spirits and then you have someone who is like driven by a spirit of vengeance a lot of dark you know like magic and things like that and i don't see how that's going to tie into agents of shield being so light-hearted well you know especially with disney kind of having the abc logo on the forefront in terms of like this is an abc show i mean they have a the network called abc family for pete's sake well so you know but like yeah. you know netflix gets away with like you know a little bit of curse words they get a little bit away with a little bit of dark things you know things like that subject matter is a little bit more taboo and this would be a perfect playing ground for ghost rider so here's my counterpoint to this uh one uh Agent Shield season three. I know you didn't watch as much. Uh, Grant Ward, who, who was an agent that was then a member of Hydra, was a real thorn in the side of the the characters in the show. Season three, there's a point where he snipes um, someone that uh, Agent Coulson's interested Coulson's, in. Yeah, girl, and, it, and yeah. it's brutal. Like it's actually a really brutal scene. And that's ABC. Someone's just getting sniped in the throat, bleeding out. Bad news, right? So Ward was a like they did. I think they handled darkness like they they can get dark and it can handle well. Also, this version of Ghost Rider is the newer um, Robbie Reyes, yeah. Which yeah, it's more like it's younger kids. It's a, like the the Spirit of Vengeance is like he, he's using a car, not a motorcycle. Right. Like I feel like if that's like, as long as this isn't being related to them being um, an inhuman, which I think would be stupid. Uh, um, well, no, they've said that this Ghost Rider is going to be a tie-in for Doctor Strange. Good, that's what I was about to it's say. It's going to be a like, mystical thing, yeah. Okay, which good. Is good, yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say because with with Doctor Strange coming in November, get us some more mystical stuff. To, like I'm I'm okay with Agents of Shield ramping up and into the Marvel movies and kind of out of them. Like um, it wasn't handled. It was handled okay. Season three, uh, season season one, whenever Winter Soldier came out. That got really good, but I don't know. Like, so you could take this version of Ghost Rider. Maybe it doesn't work. Well, my, you still have Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch. You can always go back to them and do a Marvel Knights you Netflix. Can. And my my thing is like when they did the Robbie Reyes run. I believe it was Robbie Reyes. I know there was a female Ghost Rider before him. I yeah. think, and I think she had a car too. But she, but they used 
I want to say it was Johnny Blaze. I can't remember if it was Johnny Blaze or Dan Ketch. In the comics, they used them as a mentor. Like, it was like, I had the spirit of vengeance, now you have the spirit of vengeance. I'm going to kind of guide you and teach you how to use it and things like that. I think that would be pretty cool if they tie that in. The other problem I see, other than, like, it being, like, dark, is the fact that, like, they're going to they're gonna use Reyes, they're going to use the car. That's kind of current in Marvel Comics, but at the same time, like, you know, if you go up to, like, the, the typical Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, be like, do you know who Ghost Rider is? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the biker guy with the flaming skull, rides a motorcycle, and then they drop this dude in an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's got a car. It's going to be kind of confusing. Well, so maybe it's also a misdirect. Maybe maybe there's one one of them in the background that's still because that's what they who knows there could be a Johnny Blaze in the background that's like hey I am this as well or I'm you know or I want it back or something you know like there there might be something there that could like you're right because well, I mean Blaze Blaze wanted to to destroy uh, Zarthos or whatever his name was the, the actual spirit, spirit. Of yeah well, he made it a point to hunt him down and was trying he was actually an adversary of Ghost Rider for a bit he's like I've gotten rid of him I need to end him well so to give it, to get everybody a little background up to speed quick thing of Ghost Rider Ghost Rider uh, is actually a character the, the Johnny Blaze originally was a daredevil stunt like evil Knievel type dude made a deal with Mephisto the devil he got imbued with Zarthos, who is the spirit of vengeance, and that's how he became Ghost Rider. That's how he got his supernatural powers. Technically, in the comics, from what I understand, is Robbie Reyes is actually not imbued with Zarthos. Okay. He has like some spirit of a serial killer in his body. Okay. And he basically has to like sustain or feed this spirit's killing urge. So it's like a supernatural Dexter type of thing. Kind of, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Aim at the bad guys and then keep it in yes, check. Yes, very okay. good, very good uh, analogy is a supernatural Dexter. So we'll see that. We'll see what way ABC takes it. But either way, like I think this is a good revival. The other thing I'm really worried about, and I, and I hate to keep bashing on Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is budget. If you have a character like Ghost Rider, you're really going to need to throw a lot of money at those special effects. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a guy where his hand turns on fire once an episode. You know what I mean? I want the skulls. I want the car on fire. No, I, 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 just, I, on I fire. need a lot of reaction shots of people, of you seeing like the orange and red like like um, reflections of light on people's faces and not actually showing the skull on fire. That's what I need. I need yeah. a lot of silhouettes. I need shadows. Yeah. Just a lot of implied ghost ridering around. We'll That's see. what I need. We'll see no. what they do with it. But yeah, it's 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 interesting enough. To the, this feels like a make or break season for Agents of Shield. Agents of I Shield, agree. Because it's like uh, they, as much as they, um, the Inhumans is cool. Uh, I don't think they took it far enough. And there's a lot I liked about the season. There's a lot I didn't like about the season. I feel like if you like they need to they need to do their own thing for a minute. And I, I just don't know what that is. So. Yeah, I agree with you. It could All be right. a make or break. So anyway, let's talk about another make or break season. Arrow. Arrow season five is is teased. Did and you hear it's the end of the flashbacks too? After this season, no more flashbacks. Thank God. Well, five seasons, five years. I know. Like, like, thank I God. I wanted to see the beginning of season six of him remembering back to season one, remembering back to the first time. Isn't that the flashbacks? I wanted to become like Inception. I feel like it should have been done after season two or three. Yeah, but the flashbacks for season five they announced. I'm actually kind of interested in because it's going to tie into the Russian mob. Yeah, because in season one and two. He when actually had to lean, use those connections. He to had get to use his connections, yeah. what they, which they totally dropped off and stopped talking about. And I kind of want to see how that, that plays out. So that should be more interesting than when he was running around in China and when he was running around the island the second time. Uh, and then on top of that, you've got Team Arrow falls apart. 
Diggle grows a beard, <laughs> and you've got a couple of like I guess is it two or three new no yeah you guys? got someone who is taking the mantle of Black Canary that Joe R automatically already likes more so than Laurel Lands. Um, whoever this actress is, I'm sure Joe already likes her. Uh, there's someone named um, what dog, rabid dog, not rabid dog, something like that. It's like a street yeah. level guy. Um, I want to say junkyard dog, but that's a wrestler, and that's not this guy. It could be junkyard um, dog, like Mad Dog, I think is his name. And yeah. then, and then you got um, uh, Curtis. He's um, the he was the tech guy from yeah. the last season. He's stepping forward because I guess he his name and his lineage from the comics is someone called Mister Terrific, mm. and he uses a lot of gadgets and he smarts. So I'm actually looking forward to that a lot because yeah. he is a fun guy. I, I liked his character. The trailer I saw, it did pique me enough to like be, okay, Arrow looks like it's getting a little back to its roots with the vigilante stuff and the street level stuff. Um, I like when Arrow gets seeded into like some of the stuff with Constantine and the Flash where he's just like kind of, I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. I got to kind of make my own way in this crazy little speedster magic world. Yeah. But the whole season, was it season four stuff with Damian Dark, as much as we all love Neil McDonough, I, 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 yeah, that I, I, season was really hard to get behind. And like... I liked season four more than three. I liked it more than three, yeah. but it's I want to get back to that two. I want to get back to that Deathstroke. Even though, like, even though Deathstroke's such a good character, like you don't need that to drive your season. But with Arrow... Like I really, I'm really excited to see them get back to a little bit more street level type. Because uh, even the villain is like, um, uh, like a crime boss, isn't he? I think so. There's a couple of things they've hinted at. Um, so, you know, that's that's on the horizon. I gave up on Arrow halfway through season four. I'm willing to jump back into season five and give it a chance. I but... feel like you. I feel like the series could end with this season, and that'd be perfectly fine. Because now there's already enough other CW stuff out there yeah. that you could have that end, and then you know you still the Flash is going to go strong. Yeah, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Hope it gets its shit together, um, and then if Supergirl, I, whoever watches that, uh, other than me, you know, I feel like there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be enough TV to make people care. like it's like the Star Trek effect. Like we were talking about last week, where yeah. like it's a baton pass, right? Like if you had five nights of Trek on, I'm sure it'd make me really happy. But the average person is going to be like, I don't need this all the time. And I'm starting to get to the point where I see the shows are starting back up again in a couple months. I'm actually just getting kind of like, I don't know if I want to do it because there's just yeah. so much. Well, I don't know. If, and I'm sure it probably is with Warner Brothers. I don't know if they're setting something up to be like, well, you love all these shows. This is all you're going to watch when it comes out. So stop watching everything else. I, maybe. Like, I've actually had to stop myself from watching The 100 because I heard it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't need another night of CW shows. Like, I, like okay. Like, I'm already watching Crazy Ass Girlfriend, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I feel like I have to watch Supergirl now because it's there. Uh, and so then The 100. So that's like, what? That's five, six shows on one. I am 37 years old. I am not the target demographic for the CW. <laughs> So anyway, uh, the, well, let's yeah. let's talk about CW stuff a little bit more, and and then we'll go we'll jump back to Marvel. Was there any crazy ex girlfriend news? Because I'm there, all about. That. I don't think there was okay. any crazy ex girlfriend news. I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk about Flash. But, by there, the way, season one is on Netflix. People watch that. It's a, it's a fun show. Joe's not going to watch it, but I'm, you guys can watch. it. I'm not going to watch it. Like I have nothing against it. I'm just like time constraint. But anyway, Flash. Flashpoints. Time constraint for good things. They have, yeah, but they they announced <laughs> they announced they're going to do Flashpoint. We all knew Flashpoint was happening. 
Flash has changed time. He's changed the whole reality of the show. So they basically... And, and I love that from a writing standpoint because it basically gives them free reign to not have to explain to the viewers, like, here, we're going to keep this going, kind of how they did with Arrow. Yeah. You know, it's like we have to explain what happened in season one, two, and three. We have to keep up with the timeline. It's like, no, you could just you could just basically have Flash start over. Like, Joe doesn't know who he is. Iris doesn't know who he is. You know, it looks interesting. And in a way, they did that with season two with uh, Earth 2. Where it was like they, they have did, a lot yeah. of yeah so like but I'm okay with like the Flash can get completely science weird and I'm I'm down with that like I I feel like it kind of the season kind of ended on a kind of a, like just kind of a thud but I really liked the last season a great deal and we just saw in the trailer for season three uh, Reverse Flash is still around in, in a way and that's a good villain and I'm I'm excited for that yeah I am too um, and then Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, they got rid of the Time Lords or Time, time Masters, whatever the ripoff whatever. is of Doctor yeah. Who. Um, and then Rory's still there; he's in charge. We know yeah. that. Yeah. And then um, uh, they basically are going to go around trying to stop and fix time, but they did announce that they're going to build a super villain team to kind of counteract the Legion of Doom. Well, the, the the Justice Society of America was teased at the very end at the end, yes, of season one. Uh, so that seems like that's going to kind of be that that's the big bad coming because yeah. uh because in the season one uh the actual the wave rider another one shows up that's damaged and a guy walks off and um arthur's like sorry rory whoever um Ar- <laughs> he's like who are you he's like you sent me and he's like i'm supposed to give you this and tell you not to go into the future mm-hmm. so it's just like this whole like what's happening yeah I- i'm okay with I, I'm a sucker for time travel. I'm a sucker for fixing time. Like I've, I mentioned last week, Scott Bakula and Quantum Leap's like my favorite thing. So give me more of that. Give me more fun adventures. It, 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 for me, it depends on how good the story is. Pick up Jonah Hex and keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> like I like Jonah Hex. But um, so yeah, they're going to they're gonna basically create a super villain team to go with the super the first superhero team that they have for the whole show. It's like... What was it? Um, uh, Damian Dark's gonna like Neil McDonough's contract is still in there. He's gonna be in episodes. Uh, Reverse Flash is gonna be in there. Uh, Malcolm Merlin and um, God, there's like two more guys. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Was it Heatwave and Captain Cold? Captain Cold's gonna be in there. Yeah. Heatwave is still gonna be part of Legends. I'm cool with that. And then like there's he... like one other person, but those those guys are gonna be a supervillain team. So they'll actually butt heads with the Legends. So. I like what they're trying to do with the legends to keep it keep it going, yeah. um, you know. And they've got a lot of potential with legends. So I just I you know it's one of those ones you just talked about budget with uh, Agents of Shield. I I <laughs> as much as I respect that CW like puts out these long orders, like why not give me a ten episodes legend season that you have a higher budget per episode and give me like a lot more for yeah. those 10 episodes as yeah. opposed to right because you could definitely tell when they saved up their money for like an awesome effect shot and then the whole no whole, whole next episode was like oh no we're trapped in the space closet in the spaceship and we can't get out yeah it was like no 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 we don't need that right yeah. now oh like, we're just gonna shoot this one set right here you guys are not gonna leave the hangar bay yeah it's like, just like oh we're gonna talk about felix well, for an hour when do i shoot my flames out you, you no, fl- no, no flames no. no flames for four episodes <laughs> we gotta we gotta bank we gotta bank yeah um, but if you, yeah, if you want to warm something up with your hands, you got to fill out a requisition form. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's other than they didn't really talk about Supergirl too much, did they? No one does. I mean, probably. I don't know. I wasn't paying anyway, attention. Let's like, let me let me be clear. Supergirl might be great, and if they put the first season on Netflix, I might watch a little bit of it. Um, and I'm glad that there is a a, a superhero driven show with a main female figure. I'm not. I'm I'm all about that. It just felt like 
it was trying to walk a line between being a Supergirl show and a CBS show, and it couldn't pick what it wanted to be from what I was reading. Right. And I don't need a lukewarm Superman woman girl show on CW. I want it to be like, give me, give me a character arc. Give me something like, I wish, not that this ever happened, but I wish Joss Whedon would do a Supergirl. Like, that would be... Well, we'll like, talk about... Well, let's just jump uh, yeah, into yeah. that. Let's just jump into that. So they talked to Josh Whedon at Comic-Con, and it was brought up, like, what's going on with the Black Widow movie? And he got pretty excited about it. Like, he has separated himself from Marvel after Age of Ultron because of yeah, many I, things. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. like, you know, Marvel gave him dunk, dump trucks of movies. Or dumped, yeah, yeah dump, they did, yeah. Dump <laughs> trucks of movies, dump trucks of money for the two movies he did, and like he has every right to just kind of back off for now, you know. Yeah. But like Black Widow, I mean, come on. Like Josh Whedon did uh did he did Alias? Didn't he do Alias? No, he didn't do Alias. He did a uh, uh Buffy. Buffy and he did Dollhouse. Yeah. I mean, that type of thing is like completely in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, so like the secret agent, like the femme fatale type thing, I really want to see what Josh Whedon can do with with a Black Widow movie. I would be all about that too. Especially he's excited for it because nothing is better than to get a director, creator, writer, even producer to get a hold of a property that they're excited about because then they'll make sure that's good. Yeah, and uh, like I said, if, if someone if someone like him had the same passion for Supergirl, then get them doing that. That's, right, that's exactly. all. That's all. Like so, so. Um, but yeah, I know we keep bouncing between the but, two the two uh, major comic brands. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't have to go down the list. I think it's it's a little more free free flow. But like you know, CW's obviously got all those great shows. But then Netflix has every you know other than Agents of Shield has Marvels. Uh, you know, like meat and potatoes for the TV. Um, they announced Daredevil season three which I'm excited about because, you know, Daredevil kicked off the whole Netflix Marvel series. Yeah. And it's boomed ever since. Season one was great. Season two was great. Can't wait for season three. I mean, God, even if they announced Jessica Jones season two, I'd be super excited because... They, I've been waiting for that. I think that would be... that that yeah. They have done no wrong with Netflix so far. Yeah. But they had a great Luke Cage trailer. Um, I was yeah. really excited because the, the feel and the vibe, you know, it's very urban... Um, like I loved watching him just go in because it was like there's so many scenes like with uh, especially Daredevil season one and two. There's very m- many scenes like that Luke Cage scene, like the trailer where he just goes in and just beats the crap out of people. Yeah, you know, like you know, I'm thinking of the stairway scene. And you're, you're talking two. about actually choreographed fight, like choreographed, fights that are yeah. like cool to watch. Luke Cage just goes in like. I, I uh, you you can't hurt me. I just need you out of my way. Yeah. So I'm not even really using style. I'm just using a blunt force trauma. Like I can't, you and, can't like, stop me. Like yeah. like that scene, like that part where he just kind of does the little come come at me. Yeah, like you know, waves his hands, and then they just run and he just smacks that guy's machete and breaks it in half. And then yeah. he's like, nope. Um, and then on top of that, they 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 throw the Wu Tang Clan on onto the trailer, and it just gets you even more hyped. Yeah, so, so that's exciting. That comes out soon, like yeah, in uh, September. September? Yeah, was September. It, was it September? Yeah. Okay. I know what I'll be doing then. Um, and then they teased Iron Fist a little bit. Um, not enough to really kind of get you any idea what's going on. But It looks like they, they're like literally like, hey, we have four shots done. Okay, can we make a teaser? Yeah. Yes. Um, the Defenders, they did, a, they did a teaser of the Defenders with Nirvana's Come, Come As You, you Are, are. Yeah. which um, was a good, or really good teaser. Really yeah. good teaser. I liked I liked how they used the, the, the lettering or the font from all the heroes that are in it. 
Um, I mean, so that's that's pretty cool about like you know Netflix has all that lined up. Yeah, and then I know that they they've talked. The Punisher series is announced. That's that's happening at some yeah. point. Um, and I also know that you mentioned ABC Family, which is now called Freeform. Um, I don't know if there was much information, but Cloak and Dagger is confirmed yeah. for that too. I will wait and see. I think that I think it's a great idea. I don't know if that's the right network for it, but I bet you not so much heavily but i bet you cloak and dagger because i know they're probably going to get them at the younger age they're probably going to tie in more to spider-man I, that would be amazing it wouldn't I mean, surprise no, no, me no spider-man wordplay intended that would be well, no 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 but but like i don't think spider-man would show up on the show per se but i bet you in the cinematic type universe that marvel has set up in queens in new york i bet you those kids will all f- kind of find their way into you know the same universe where spider-man's going to one school cloak and dagger's going to another school so yeah no i think that'd be fun yeah. so and then it, um, it is definitely uh marvel other than agent uh agent carter being canceled which i, I think that that show would probably would have done better like one of netflix and a smaller season yeah. too well yeah. i mean yeah it was like eight ten episodes whatever it wasn't well that the big. first season was pretty big wasn't it it was eight episodes oh was yeah it? okay so uh, i other than that Marvel hasn't had a misstep. I don't even say Agent Carter's a misstep. It's just like there wasn't enough support for it. it was yeah. really, season two was great. I just didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, like Marvel's still come out swinging. Uh, is there any other TV stuff? And the comic I think that's stuff? everything for yeah. TV. Everything then it then it blew up into movies because um, Marvel Marvel's panel. I don't think they did the Netflix panel with everything. Um, I know they did uh, like for the for the movies wise. They had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Doctor Strange, um, those were the two big heavy hitters. Uh, real quick, let's talk about Doctor Strange. They dropped the trailer. Yeah. Um, like, it, it, it definitely gave... I think, you know, honestly, you know what my favorite part of that trailer was? Was when the Marvel logo popped up and the psychedelic 70s, like, kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope. color came through. Yeah. Because, to me, that's like that's, like, original, like like old school Doctor Strange stuff cuz like when they started hold the whole Doctor Strange thing and that that was like that was the whole thing like you basically are looking through a kaleidoscope on LSD and that's the best way to explain Doctor Strange using the mystic arts in like the 60s and 70s and like it feels like the energy that's coming to that movie and with it being like it, the word strange, sure, we'll use that cuz that's the only thing I can think of right now um that's the kind of energy and enthusiasm that we needed for fantastic four where it's like we know this is weird let's let's make it let's make yeah. it this own kind of weird and like the there's the bit where um uh benedict cumberbatch like actually puts his cape on without like touching it i don't know how he's like it actually is kind of wrapped around him as he's walking like he just did like a hand moment it's like i want that cape i want it so bad yeah but it's like that's such like a strange thing to do where he's like i i don't even have time to put this on properly i'm just going to magic it up and just keep walking like because right. i'm thinking about other things i thought that was cool you mentioned the kaleidoscope because you see the way new york is being fractured and rebuilt i don't know what that means a lot but it's of people amazing looking are very like they're like oh this is very inception but like i I feel like with the reality bending craziness of Doctor Strange, it's taken it to a next level because like, you know, him and Baron Mordo are standing on the the building and they're like watching New York like freeform and twist and change. And it's like it's not like the, and it's like from like, a you know, from knowing what Doctor Strange is, I'm like, that's not what's actually happening. But that's like a reality that they're witnessing. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like it's kind of cool, like that you have to like kind of change your perception, and that's what the movie is basically. That's doing. what the movie really is it's, all about. It's changing your perception. perception. Yeah, 
And um, I I like the effects of the teleport with the ring with the sparks yes. and then the the there was like a whip they were attacking with. I'm like, yeah. I like all that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I I was just really worried that. I mean, Marvel's done a really good job at pairing up. You've you mentioned this before, passionate, creative people for the right projects. I was worried though because the guy that did um the guy that was directing this did uh oh shoot the horror movie with um uh, with the the. With the, they'd watch the movies and they'd see the the kids killing everybody, and then I uh, had um, Ethan Hawke in it. Um, Sinister, that's it. Yeah, that's oh, the, okay. yeah. Uh, like and Sinister wasn't a bad movie. The ending made me mad, and it kind of fell apart. So I was just like, "This is the first movie this guy directed," and then they okay. made him come and grab Doctor Strange. It's like that's a really big responsibility. I'm hoping that yeah. he can stick the landing. I feel like there's a quality control like that is always around always kind of like not directly affecting everything but just kind of like like okay we're we know how how to make a movie shine we need you to bring your own touch to it yeah but we're gonna we're, we're not gonna let you fail yeah and i and i'm that that was my biggest worry is that that this was not going to be the strongest outing for a character that has to have a strong outing basically you're you're in thor territory like if you don't have a good thor movie you don't have the avengers yeah i'm gonna jump into thor in a second okay but um the the one thing I do want to say that I'm also really excited about with Doctor Strange is I like that him and Baron Mordo are going, friends. Are friends, yeah. Because you will get more of the fall to be more effective. Because Baron Mordo is one of Doctor Strange's greatest enemies. Yeah. And to understand that that whole movie, they're going to be working together and be friends. It's like it's going to make more. It's going to be sweeter when like you actually understand that he's like an enemy. It's like they used to be friends. It's just like. And I kind of hope that they don't actually fracture that at the end. I kind of hope that they're still. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's it's the same thing with like Magneto and Charles. Yeah. Like it's the Xavier Magneto thing. Like you, unfortunately, the way that they dropped it in, uh, onto your lap with the X-Men movies is they were already kind of enemies and they were like, oh, they were good friends before. I like that Marvel's taking Mordo and Strange and making them allies first and then you're watching it fall apart. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited for. But back to what you said about Thor. Honestly, everything that they reel about revealed about Thor Ragnarok, I feel like the biggest thing is the gladiator armor with Hulk. And yeah, I feel like this awesome. this is going to be the Planet Hulk movie that we all want, and it's really just on a Thor backdrop. Like this yeah. is, I feel like Thor, like somehow Hulk is going to steal the show with this movie. I, I'm excited for it too. Like I, the moment they said it was a cosmic buddy movie, like I was like that's sweet. And then then I cannot remember the name of the director. It's it's a it's an odd last name, but it's one of the people that was associated with. Um, I think he directed What We Do in the Shadows. Which I was telling you about that. This is oh, a while yeah, ago. Yeah. That's the fake vampire yeah. mockumentary yep. with Jordan Clement in it. Yeah. That movie tickled me, and it was really good and really well done. It kind of speaks to what I said previously about the right talent, which I didn't expect this to be the person to direct a Thor movie. But if Kenneth Branagh could make the first Thor movie actually funny and entertaining, whenever he has a big background Shakespeare, which is what you needed to have the the God part of it. You know, the but then you had, guardian, yeah, yeah. But then you had the humor, like where the like the, the the vehicle backing into Thor hitting him, and then when he's in the hospital, he's telling people he's like unstoppable. When he just gets taken out by like a single injection or whatever. Like that's the stuff I wasn't expecting from the Brana Thor. Yeah. So with this, it's like that guy directing this. Like you know, like um, I, people have been accusing Marvel of always having to have jokes. I'm sorry. I want to be entertained when I watch a movie. Right. And this feels like when you said buddy movie in space with Thor and the Hulk, like I'm so on board for this. It's going to be, and I'm sure it's going to have a serious, you know, it's called Ragnarok for goodness sake. It's going to be serious. It's going to be serious. Yeah. And 
to what you said about Marvel having jokes, I want to tie that into something in a second. But last piece about Marvel, they did confirm Brie Larson's playing Captain Marvel. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's going to be the big, uh, you know, the major uh, female lead character for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I think Marvel has been building her up in comics for 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 quite a, quite a while now. Like she, you know, basically Captain Marvel, her little background, she started out as just an Air Force pilot. Uh, she got her powers from an accident that happened with an alien that was one of the Kree from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the blue skin people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that guy came down to Earth, fought the Avengers, worked with the Avengers, and then something happened where their DNA crossed. Long story short, she got Kree powers, but she's, she's a hybrid. She became Miss Marvel. That was her moniker for several years. She's also had other monikers. But in the last probably, oh, four or five years, four or five years yeah. um, they've taken her in the direction of Captain Marvel, who was the Kree character that originally uh, gave her the DNA. And she's taken up his his mantle as Captain Marvel, and that's her, her, new, her new name. So Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel. Now she's Captain Marvel. And she is the, I don't want to say the Wonder Woman of Marvel, but that's what they're pushing her towards. She's, it feels more like the Green Lantern of Marvel, where you talk about like the power handed to you being the the figurehead. That's more Nova. Well, I mean, because I mean, you talked about there's also the um, the Marvel Corps, wasn't there? Like the Carol Danvers. Well, she had, like, did the Carol Corps, but Carol that's Corps. that's nothing like okay. the Green Lantern Corps. But I was yeah. hoping also was going to say that I with with Captain Marvel, they better bring the Nova Corps. In some fashion as well. I'm really, really hoping the Nova Corps hits heavy in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. But I'm really excited. I've been a big. I was a big Miss Marvel fan. I liked when they switched her over to Captain Marvel. I liked the outfit. Um, I didn't like the writer that they attached to her at first. And like, it's funny because like in Civil War two right now in the comics, I'm totally against her. <laughs> but I still like the character. I'm really excited for the character. So I'm really glad that the, that Marvel has a a really strong female lead character, especially with Miss Mar or Captain Marvel. And um, I can't wait to see what Brie Larson and she fits the role. She yeah. she looks so really good. If, so. if if I if you say that she isn't exactly the Wonder Woman of the Marvel Universe, then who is the Wonder Woman of the Marvel Universe? She is. But, so but okay. no, 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 that that's the thing. There is no Wonder Woman of the Marvel Universe. Wonder Woman was established way before any of these major female characters from Marvel were established. Yeah. She was always a strong female character. DC has always kind of like spearheaded that with with like the you know, the the strong female character with anything where um like Wonder Woman is always iconic. Like I remember even as a kid there was Wonder Woman apparel. There was like you know girls that that grew up liking Wonder Woman. There were never any Marvel female superheroes like that, and Marvel's finally just kind of getting on board within the last I want to say ten years doing that. Like um, recognizable, recognizable. Like, yeah. yeah, like if you let's say like back in two thousand four, if you could have walked up to somebody before there was an Iron Man movie, before there was even a Spider Man movie, and you would have said, "Name me." F- Five female superheroes. Nobody would have mentioned Black Widow. Nobody would mention uh, Captain Marvel or Miss yeah. Marvel. Even She-Hawk. Like you know, everybody would have said Wonder Woman. And that's about it. Yeah, that's about and, it. Yeah. And and Wonder Woman, there and is Batgirl. no Batgirl. Yeah, but there is no Wonder Woman for the Marvel universe like that. So they're trying to build their Wonder Woman. Okay. and that's basically what Captain Marvel is. So that's why I'm kind of excited about it. All right. So um, then to go from there, let's just talk about Wonder Woman. Well, I was gonna. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, but 
let's finish up Marvel. Let's just get done with Marvel because okay. Guardians of the Galaxy was there. Oh yeah, that needs a little bit of talking about because um, you know if you want to if you want to stay on the kick of Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy and that whole cosmic thing, um, uh, James Gunn and all the Guardians of the Galaxies were there. They made a lot of announcements. One announcement, if you want to stay on the the whole uh, strong female character train is nebula is going to be a main focal point for guardians of the galaxy volume two so i have a feeling she's definitely going to flip from being a villain from the first movie to being more of a anti-hero maybe even hero of the second movie because they mentioned that that nebula is going to be a a big piece of the movie okay uh which i'm excited for because i like nebula um nebula is a huge part of the infinity gauntlet series so if you know they're going to do the Infinity, well, she's the War. daughter of Thanos. So I mean that makes sense for the. She's the daughter of Thanos, yeah. but like, did you read Infinity Gauntlet, the original one? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time though. She gets a hold of the gauntlet, so okay. that that I'm waiting for that to actually happen. So like, you know, little maybe possible teaser spoiler. Like, pay attention once uh, the Infinity Wars start with Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nebula may get a hold of the gauntlet, but um, they announced that uh, they announced Star Lord's dad which is really weird, and we've talked about that a couple times, like how James Gunn basically sat down with Disney and, and they were like, so we're going to give you this first movie and there's going to be a raccoon that talks and it's going to fire a machine gun. And he was like, oh, if you're going to give me that, why don't you give me Ego? And I'll make that Star-Lord's dad. And Ego is... The living planet. A living planet. And it is literally a planet that has a that, that can that is sentient that can change its its atmosphere its geographical uh to- topography yeah that's the right word uh and make a face and talk <laughs> and all these other things so um show me what you got yeah exactly show me what you got yeah it's like, it's like the big talking it's planets Kurt, from rick and morty and it's kurt russell yeah, it's kurt russell so basically kurt russell is star lord's dad and he's a planet a living planet um, my theory is that because Ego can create biological entities on his surface, yeah, he probably created Kurt Russell from the Hateful Eight with the handlebar mustache <laughs> and sent him down. Just resurrected him. Yeah. He's like, I like, I like this. And, yeah. yeah, and beat up. Uh, what's her? Oh God, I can't think of the actress's name. Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee smacked Jennifer Jason Lee around, and they then... broke a really old guitar that was worth <laughs> he a lot of money. Busted up an yeah. antique guitar. But um, no, yeah. I think it's an interesting choice. Like, like we talked about Doctor Strange being weird. The Guardians of the Galaxy is the epitome of embracing the bizarre and the awesome, and just like I just keep going. James Gunn is not; he will not shy away from just yeah going going odd with things. And the perfect perfect franchise for him. Uh, I hope he makes a million of these movies. I'll watch all of them. And that that movie comes in May. We're not that far away from that. Like yeah. that's actually coming pretty soon. That's going to be the summer, the kickoff to the summer yeah. blockbusters next year. Yeah. So that that about does it for Marvel. Um, but let's jump back to Wonder Woman because we were talking about Wonder Woman with Captain yeah. Marvel. Let me just say this: saw the trailer. I'm I'm I was interested for the concept already, but that trailer I'm in. Like I have I have not been. This like on the fin- like I've been on the fence about the DC stuff. Suicide Squad, I'm going. They've won me over. I'm gonna go yeah. see that. But this is the one where I'm like, yeah, this looks like it's gonna be good. Yeah. Like it looks like it's gonna be good. I'm excited for it. I'll go see it. Um it, it gave me a very Captain America first Avenger feel because I, it's a, it's I, I a, made that joke at work. I was like, Yeah, oh look at that. Uh World War movie kind of a person that has like, you know She got a shield. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's going to a battlefield, just kicking some ass. Yeah. Has a sense of honor. 
you know. Very yeah. Captain America, yeah. First Avenger. But that's great. That fits Wonder Woman. I like that they're going to do a period piece because I feel like DC does not have a period piece movie like we did with Captain America. And this is going to be that character. Um, the action scenes that they did tease were really awesome. I love the lasso effects. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I hate to say it, but that, that rock guitar riff that's like tied in with her logo or whatever she does. I'm just like, it kind of does kind of like set off like Wonder Woman's about to kick the shit out of you. Like I just, now that I saw this trailer, it's like, I kind of wish that she wasn't a Batman Superman at all because it's like, she was like, she was one of the best parts of that movie. Mm-hmm. But I just, I wish they would have given me the chance to fall in love with her in her own in movie. The movie. And then to be like, oh, she's going to be in Justice yeah. League. Like if that would have been like... Right. If they would have put Wonder Woman out first, and then when she pops up in Batman Batman Superman, you were like, oh, no, Doomsday, but you get your ass kicked. Yeah, that would have been yeah. cool. But it's like, I feel like yeah. I feel like they knew they had something good. Right. And they have they have the right lady to play it. Like, yeah. Uh, she, I, I was not on board with Gal Gadot at first, but like after Batman vs. Superman and this trailer, I was just like, I cannot look at her and not see Wonder Woman now, so... Yeah, so it looks good, and yeah. Chris Pine is in it. I enjoy that. Like, I just I don't know what role he's going to be, but I just I, li- I like him a lot. I think he's so. I think he's the love interest. Yeah. I don't know. He's the Haley Hotwell, so he's going to get his own series. Yes, he's the Haley Hotwell for like two That's years. The best. And then he's going he's going to be in Justice League, but be a really old <laughs> yeah. man. We're know? gonna we're gonna get on the CW coming the C. What is what's the last day the CW has Friday? Yeah, Friday is going to be Agent Kirk. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. just uh, riding the pine. I'm just be pi- watch, that's that's just going to be me watching that show by myself. Yeah. Before before Gotham was built and Metropolis was built, there was Agent Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I, I would watch. And, and, and he goes in there and he like he does all kinds of stuff with Alfred because well, he needs a butler sidekick. Did you hear completely? <laughs> yeah, um, completely unrelated. So they've already announced the next Star Trek movie, and they're bringing Chris Hemsworth back. Because he was George Kirk in the first yeah, one, yeah, yeah. So this, the, whatever the story is, it's going to have Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth cross paths. The Chris's, yeah. The, well, like both Kirks, they're having George and and um, you know um, James Thor. So it's like I kind of excited for that too, like because yeah. like, like that little mini movie at the beginning of the first Star Trek movie still makes me want to cry because it's so good. Yeah, like, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you're gonna have Chris Pine, and uh, you're, so he's gonna be in Wonder Woman. He's gonna be hanging around with Thor. So I hope go. to God that Gal Gadot spins around though. Yeah, when she changes. When she yeah, changes. it's like like <laughs> like Linda Carter. Yeah, like, like wouldn't it be great if they just tell everybody like, listen, guys, you guys stick around to the end of the movie. There's gonna be a credits secret. You're gonna see the invisible jet, and then like the credits is playing, it's black, and they're like. You guys didn't see that? Yeah, it was, it was on right a there runway. the entire time, right there. You or, guys missed it. Or they just show just a somebody runway. on a runway, and then they're walking on the tarmac, and then they're just like, oh, and they hit something, <laughs> and they fall over. That's the end of it. I love that. Love an invisible oh, jet. That's the humor they need. Let's talk about that a little bit. So the Justice League tra- trailer came out. Things that I loved and hate about it. What I loved... <laughs> I like how you preface it by like... I will preface it, yeah. because there's things in the Marvel stuff that yeah, I hated. I know. Um, you know, the things that I loved is they did really do a good job of kind of throwing some humor in there. It yeah. made it feel a little bit more lighthearted. Light, lighthearted. Lightheaded, yeah. Lighthearted. Like, you know, the whole scene with uh, Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. I'm, I, I'm okay with him now. I'm okay with him now, but I still don't like the costume. Nope. But <laughs> I, I really like him as Barry Allen. I even liked, you know, the whole interaction with him and... Uh, ben Affleck, you know, I thought that was great. You know, yeah. the the whole bit is like, I need you to be part of the team. I was like, yes, yeah, I got it. I need, I kind of need, I just, friends. I just need friends. I need like friends. Like he, he is just really fast, Peter Parker, and I'm okay yes. with that. That's 
that's a great uh, yeah <laughs> sorry dc yeah that's basically what you did that's i'm um, okay with you that. know even even with him and wonder woman sitting down putting the team together where it's like oh more or less and be like more more less than more yeah yeah, he's That's not a no. Yeah, but then even you had Khal Drago like hanging out, like drinking, yeah. and everything. Like, basically, it's like, hey, can we get Thor of the water? Can we get Water Thor up yeah, here? Yeah, that's kind of Thor water, Water Thor, Water Thor. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would have liked to see more cyborg. I feel like they kind of like, yeah, they didn't give us enough cyborg. Well, I they feel give, like they don't have them. They're not in a process yet to have those effects done. So that would that's be, probably what they know. did because like everything was like really there was no effects. It was just basically like actor interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it's going to have some fun. Um, it was was it a White Stripes song that was playing in that trailer? Yeah, like, it, was it was Icky Thump. Yeah, so it's like yeah. it. It feels like finally they're getting their head out of their ass and they're actually going to give us like a kick ass fun movie. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and no, no soups, and you know, soups is going to be in there. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, yeah. but they need someone to be sad about things. It's, no, it's be sad. stop, stop with the sadness. <laughs> There's no. There's no point no. in having the sadness. Let's yeah. all have fun. Let's have danger. Let's stop it, and then let's have fun. Let's yeah. go have shawarma. Well, let's go have some shawarma. Go, yeah. go have the Justice League eat. I don't know something else. Well, we'll see again how Batman shows up in Suicide Squad because I know he's he's supposed to play a part. It's more like I heard that David Ayers said that that they're going to totally change the way that you see Batman in Suicide Squad. Sure. In, um, in terms yeah. of like 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 Batman to the villains is like really scary. Okay. So there it's going to be like kind of similar I, what I what I imagine in the description is it's going to be similar to how remember when he hit Scarecrow with his own fear gas yeah. and you saw like that creepy like Batman yeah. with the voice like in their mind that's what they're going to kind of see because he's preying on their fear. So okay. it's not just going to be like Ben Affleck like like these aren't hockey pants. My name's Martha. My mom's name's Martha. How do you like these apples? How do you like these apples? Do you bleed? <laughs> you talk to fish. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm friends with Kevin Smith. I don't know what else they'd say. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah. All right, jumping away from all the comic book stuff, real quick. Yeah, real quick because we probably gotta wrap this up. <laughs> um, they announced uh, Blair Witch third movie yeah so that one was kind of cool that um uh, the guy who directed uh i think what's his name is it adam wingard i it's gonna bother me now i should know that mm. he uh, he directed the movie the guest he's done some other stuff too uh he was doing a movie called in the woods and they were supposed to show this this trailer at comic-con because everyone was uh was really excited for this and then it just turns out it's actually an, a new blair witch movie that they completely have done and shot and they surprise everybody with the trailer and it's coming out september like that is probably that is the coolest thing. It could be the. I hope it's not PG thirteen, but it could be the um, uh, the horror movie for the Halloween season. We need. Yeah, it's. I like that. Like they they did. Like for all the um, uh, so how everything gets leaked anymore. So you know about something coming, right? So when they drop something like completely unexpected, that's cool. Like like how Bethesda's really good at not teasing. Um, like a game until it's like almost like three months out, like fallout three was announced. Sorry four, And it's like, Oh, we got it in like a few months. Like it wasn't like a two year wait for it. So for this, it's like, Hey guys, Blair, Witch coming now like that, that's cool. And I trust the people involved. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. You know what though? I, I will tell you one reason why I'm pretty excited about Blair, Witch three, I didn't see Blair, Witch two. Um, but I will tell you, I didn't see the one, the second one either. Blair Witch 1 was such a unique movie. Um and like I remember seeing it and I think I've I've kind of like regaled the story about going to see like Scream 
with uh, a lot of my friends in high school. I think it was on the slasher thing, and I was pretty drunk. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like, I remember going to see Blair Witch with, like, a group of friends at the theater. And it, this was before, like, the reality craze. This was before Survivor, American Idol, any of those type of shows where it was, like, reality TV. And nobody had ever done a movie like this where it was, yeah. like, the cam version because it gives you more of a personal feel to the characters instead of watching it from a fourth wall. You're watching it as they're walking around. And you you can kind of relate because you're just, like, you're as confused as they are. You're like, what's going on? Oh, my God. Why why is that guy standing in the corner? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know? Um, so so. I, I did confirm it's Adam Wingard who uh, directed okay. uh, The Guest, and he's doing this as well. Uh, the Guest, I think, is still on Netflix. If you guys have not seen it, please watch it. You, we, talk, we talked about it again. We keep coming back to this whole thing of you get the right people with the right project. Yeah. He, he knows his stuff. And, yeah. like, The Guest is such a throwback to 80s, like, thrillers. And it was so good that for, I'm sure that when they said, hey – we want you to do a Blair Witch movie. He's going to do it right. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know how you capture that lightning in a bottle twice, though. Um, that's I think gonna it's going to be the challenge. Definitely harder because this and this is why, like you know, I said I'm excited because this generation is already kind of spoiled with that type of stylized horror or stylized like um, uh, genre, you know, with TV and other movies. You know, they're going to watch it and they're like, I've seen other things where people do first person's pers- perspective of filming things. You know, um, but I'm like, you know, I'm I, I probably will not go see it. You know, I hate to say that, but at the same time, I, I am happy that it's back around because like I, anytime anything's like, you know, like that I enjoyed in my generation that was unique and it's brought to a new generation. I hope it does it justice. And I hope that those kids or those, you know, people that see it remember it the same way I did. Well, yeah. And um I again, I don't think they're gonna be able to capture this part of it either. But this is one of the first movies that I remember that they made all this, um, like uh, additional material for. Yeah, like there was fake police reports that you could look look up. There was uh, like stories from like local newspapers. Like there's all this other information around what happened. And then there was that even that fake documentary that was on Sci-Fi about the. Um, there was the 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 child murderer that his house that they find in the original movie. Like they had a whole big fake documentary about him. Uh, Rustin Parr, that, that was his name. I don't know if you remember that or not. Probably not. Mm, no. Um, but like, so they had all this information. So that made you really excited for the movie because you're like, you learned all the stuff around it, and then you see what happened, and it was such a mind trip at the time. Yeah. Like I think I've I think I've admitted that I saw it in the theater, saw the ending, and I'm like, what was that? And then I couldn't sleep that night. Like the rest of the day, I was fine. When I went to try to go to sleep that night, I kept having the last three seconds of that movie play in my head. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Like, um, did you stare at the corner of your room for well, a while? So. Here, not to go off like oh, tan- well, this is Tangent City tonight. Maybe that's what we should call. That's what most like, of the shows. Yeah. I know, but um, the the bit where so uh, the girl had the one camera right. She's the one running around yelling for Josh in the yeah. movie at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, no, the, no, her her other the other guy that was there had the sound equipment, and so as she's running and looking for Josh, the guy with the sound equipment. He um, falls somewhere in the, else in the house, so she's running away from him. It starts echoing because it's further away, so she's yelling for him, yelling for him. And then when she gets to the basement, it's like you can kind of hear her screaming, but it's not up close. And then she sees Josh in the corner, and then there's that hard thump, and the camera falls, and then the, the, the film runs out. Something about that idea of just, like, there isn't that big, like, crescendo of sound. Like, it's just something that is way more terrifying to me than like turning and showing a monster at the very very end you, you know, know like, you, well that's the thing like a lot of great movies that that 
that leave you to your imagination are the best horror movies. Yeah, so it makes me hope that I'm sure that they're going to give you something here just because it's the third movie, so you gotta get you got to see something by now. Yeah. But I'm sure I trust the powers that be. They're going to leave a lot of that still to your imagination because that has to be how the, that like that's how that movie works. I think so, a lot of successful horror movies leave it to your own imagination. That's the best kind. I know, but like this paranormal activity, at least for the most part, leave a lot of it like almost yeah. that's to a fault where it's like give me something and then it doesn't give you anything, you know. Yeah. But but anyway, so yeah, that's coming in September. That's exciting. Uh, I'm and sure then, we'll talk about it more later. And then the other non comic type movie that was really big there was Kong Skull Island. Was the uh, King Kong movie? Yeah. I had really no interest in this. Saw the trailer. Now I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I feel the same way. Because you got your you I, got your Captain Marvel in it. You got your Loki. You, <laughs> you got, got your, your you got your Walter from the Big Lebowski. You got your Nick Fury yeah. in it. Yeah. So it looks like a, it looks like a pretty straight ahead serious take on the the whole idea of a giant ape. You know, so that's kind of cool. Like, I feel like Peter Jackson's uh, uh, King Kong was more of a remake than a retelling of a modernized or a modernized modernizing a story and retelling it. Whereas this feels more like of a modernizing story. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then I know they're trying to set up this whole connected monster universe again. So you can have Godzilla, Godzilla and versus King Kong. Kong. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get so that. Yeah. I, I need, and I need, I just need my own standalone. Uh, Freddy versus Jason will fight <laughs> underneath them. Yeah. yeah. I need my, my own like Mecha Godzilla movie. Like I need a serious one of those. I need a, uh, uh, Rodan and what was the name? Gamera. I need a serious Gamera, Gamera movie, big time, like super serious Gamera. We just see a turtle that shoots sparks out its like <laughs> leg holes. Oh, well, super serious. Anyway, uh, was there anything else there? Um, uh, the the video game stuff was really really small in a way. Um, I think Sega announced that they're going to probably uh, put out a little a mini Sega system also. Sure. And then um, <laughs> they also announced that they're going to do another two D Sonic game for 2017 called Sonic Mania. So anybody out there that's a big Sonic fan, they're going to completely do uh, new 2D levels. Um, nothing really. I think they're going to put the older levels in there too, but you get a whole bunch of new levels. Um, it's going to play just like the Sega Genesis levels. Uh, and that comes out like next year. And then the other thing was the uh, small Pokemon Go thing that uh, they the Pokemon Go demand was so high at Comic-Con that they actually moved it to Hall H which Hall H is where they put all of the heavy hitters with Warner Brothers and Marvel Disney announcing all their big stuff. Never has there been a a video game at Hall H in Comic-Con. So Pokemon Go has blown up that big that they, at Comic-Con, bumped it from the hall that it was in to the biggest hall that they have. Wow. And they also speculated, a lot of people were speculating that there was going to be an event, but there was not. So they were they were expecting that Comic Con was going to house some type of rare mythic Pokemon, but there wasn't. So, yeah. All right. So there you go. That's uh, that's our take on uh, San Diego Comic Con. We were not there this year. I know last year we were in little lower we were in little lower KHH. Yeah. yeah, we tried to get in this year, <laughs> and it was funny because we were booked for Pokemon's Hall, and oddly enough, they bumped them, and then the hall was empty, and we were like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Right. The hall's empty. Can we go in there? Like, nah. 
<laughs> they're like, you guys can go in there because you'll have just as many listeners in there as you do normally. Yeah. And then they kicked us out and then yeah. we were sad. No, anyway, so that's us talking about all the things we're excited about. Let us know what you're excited about. If there's something there from Comic-Con that we missed. That we didn't the, talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, please let us know on our Facebook page. It's Invasion of the Podcast. We're getting a lot of interaction there recently. Like as Joe mentioned at the beginning of the show, we appreciate that greatly. Uh, we have a Twitter that's at, at, at Invading Podcast. And then our Gmail address is uh, invadingpodcast at gmail.com. So please, you know, visit us there. Talk to us. We will talk back. Yeah. Not talk smack. We'll just talk back. It'll be fine. So um, just to wrap it up here, we're going to do our barometer. But so it's kind of a game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> So kind of a game because I asked Joe questions and then we'll see how this goes. So it is hot outside. We, we're not dying this time so much as we've been the past couple of weeks. Um, what, are we, what are we sitting at here? It's probably what uh, low 80s feel like. Uh, that's a good question. 79. Oh, there you go. So yeah, it, it is low 80s. It, is low 80s. it doesn't feel like it. Um, so I decided to go ahead and pull up uh, top grossing films for 1984 because we've been talking about Ghostbusters recently. Um, and so that was the year Ghostbusters came out, did really well. Uh, so I have the top 50 grossing movies of 1984 at for what they made at that time. Um, the number 25 movie is The Killing Fields, which I know that did to get a lot of awards talk. Hmm. I usually want the, like a middle movie. But yeah. here, I'll give you, how about this? I'll give you the 26th movie. This will give you a better barometer. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. So the fourth of... Corey Feldman, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was the fourth uh, Friday the 13th movie, the final chapter, and then there were seven more that was made after that. So just so you know. Uh, so this, it was the 26th. Just so you know, yeah. they don't know what final chapter means. <laughs> yes. So the 26th grossing movie in 1984 made $32 million in $1984. Oh, so $32 million for Friday, Friday the 13th? Yeah. Oh, that's not So bad. tell me if it was better better or worse, if, if you feel that it was going to make okay. more money or less money. Okay, okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Natural, the Robert Redford movie. Less. More. Uh, it made $47 million. Uh, so that was also, that's like the, the, the that famous music from that, right? When he struck the scoreboard. Uh, anyway, oh. so it's been a while since I've seen that. Red Dawn. Less. More. Red really? Dawn made $38 million, I, So I heard Red Dawn kind of struggled. Yeah, I mean, it was also the first PG-13 movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, better or worse than Friday the 13th Final Chapter, Conan the Destroyer. So the lesser of the Conan movies. Uh, I'm going to say better only because it was a sequel, and I think everybody was expecting it to be better. It did slightly worse. It did $31 million. Uh Dune. Mm, that's a tough one because that is a terrible movie. But, but it was a lot of hype. A lot of hype. I'm going to say it did better. did worse than Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Wow. Yeah, uh, it did $30 million. Um, Let's see here. 16 Candles. Better. Worse. $23 wow. million. Uh, Footloose. Worse. Better. God, uh, that is number seven for the year. Really? With, yeah. With $80 million. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, bachelor Party. Tom Hanks. Worse. Better. What? Yeah. Uh, that did uh, $38 million. Yeah. Um, Gremlins. 
Gremlins had to do better. Yeah, 148 million. Yeah, Gremlins yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was one of those ones as a little kid scared the crap out of me, and I have a hard time still with actual Gremlins. I never was as afraid of Gremlins. I don't know why, but I like, I, I couldn't stay in the theater. I had to sit out in the car and wait for the movie to be over, and that's that's my admission. That's such a sad after admission. I saw Gremlins, every movie I went to, I had to have milk duds because when they're all in the theater, <laughs> there's like one Gremlin who's just like milk duds, milk duds, <laughs> and I was like, oh, so, so the product placement got to you. It yeah. totally got yeah, me when funny. I was like four. Um, let's see here. Um, the Muppets take Manhattan better or worse. I'm going to say better. Cause Muppets are like one of those things where everybody's got to see them. Worse. 25 million. So no. Number 39 for the year. Muppets. Um, the Terminator better or worse. Better. Yes. It was, uh, not by much though. So it did a uh, 38 million. Um, Star Trek three, the search for Spock. I'm going to say better. Yeah. Okay. People were probably really looking forward to that movie. They're it's like, terrible. "What's going on after Khan?" Yeah, yeah, seventy-six million. That movie is—it's not good. Like, I want it to be good, but it's not good. Yeah. Um, Police Academy. Better. Yeah, eighty-one million dollars. That'd still be—that would still be good for that. Wow. Right. Um, and that was the number six gross, highest grossing, grossing I'm movie. I'm really, really surprised they have not tried to remake Police Academy. You, you, in this, in this heightened. Uh, day and age of responsibility for police officers, though, it'd be tough to have a comedy about guys that are just kind of skating through an academy. I kind of feel like 22 and 21 Jump Street are already That's that true. Movie. That's true. That, I'll give yeah. you that. Um, uh, Splash. Oh, God. Uh, less? Better than 69 really? million. Yeah. Tom Hanks running all over Jason. Uh, Purple Rain, better or worse than better. That? Better, you're right. Okay, uh, it did 68 million as well. Uh, the Karate Kid, better. Yeah, uh, that's your number five movie at 90 million for the year. Um, the Last Starfighter, worse. You're right, 28 million. I feel like that picked up its steam when it came out on VHS DVD or Blu-ray, which I just bought recently at Walmart <laughs> for seven dollars. I'm so happy about that. See, that still, movie, that movie's still, pretty good. It's still going. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that it's it, the final maneuver for the ship is called Death Blossom, and that's also the name of Reaper Special in <laughs> Overwatch. I think the two are connected, honestly, because all he does is spin around, and shoot everything. Mm-hmm. That's what you do in Last Starfighter with your ship, you know. Um, so, all right, what else we got here? Um, Revenge of the Nerds, better or worse? Worse. Better. $40 million. Yeah. Um, there was a couple more in here I wanted to point out because they're some... Oh, Starman. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> $28 million. Um, Anything else in here? A Nightmare on Elm Street. The first Nightmare on Elm Street, better or worse than Friday the 13th? Wait, that's when the first one came yes. out? Yes. Uh, worse. Yeah. It was number 40. So number 40 for an original horror franchise is pretty good for the year. Yeah. And it only made, it did make 25 million. Um, Jason's been running around longer than Freddy? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the original Friday 13th was like late 70s, if I remember right. Oh, really? Like like 79, 80, something like that. Hmm. Um, all right. I do not know my time Friday the 13th. Okay. So um, Beverly Hills Cop, better or worse? Oh, better. Number one film for the year for $234 million. Wow. Yeah. It's probably um, a soundtrack. Yeah. Du, 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 du. That's your soundtrack right there. That's yeah. my rendition of the soundtrack. The keyboard. Um, do, do, yeah, do, Axel do. F. Um, do, 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 do. So number two was do, Ghostbusters do, 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 at $229 million. And then number three was uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, $179 million. So... Um, the eighty four is one of those like, years where like there's so much good that came out. I like the coincidence in the the correlation between Ghostbusters being number two, but Beverly Hills Cop was number one, 
And Eddie Murphy was slated to be in Ghostbusters. Yeah, and he's like, I can't do that. I want to go make a bunch of money on my own movie. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. do my own thing. So Can't blame him. Good right. job. But Ghostbusters holds up, I think, way better than Beverly Hills Cop. Last one. Rhinestone. That's the Sylvester Stallone movie with Dolly Parton. Uh, better or worse than Friday worse. 13th. Yeah, it was worse. Okay. It, it made $21 million, It was so. the worst movie ever. Or on, <laughs> not ever on that list. That, that's that's number 50, so oh, that was the worst one. Ryan Stone was 50? Yeah. What's um, the one above that? Uh, oh, God, You Devil. That was with uh, George George Burns. George Burns. And uh, John Ritter, I think, was in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got uh, Against All Odds, just because I think people remember the, you, the Phil, Phil Collins song. Do you ever think that they'll get Morgan Freeman to do a remake of the Oh, God series? <laughs> that would be great. That was actually a story I was going to bring up real quick. I'll just wrap up the show with this. I found out that the tree from the Shawshank Redemption... Yeah. Got knocked down. It did. I saw that. And I was gonna, I, I was gonna try to get you to maybe say something in a Morgan Freeman voice about the tree. I oh. thought, like, you know, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I just thought, like, a memorial. You of should the just tree. write things down. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to say? I don't know. No like, longer can I visit the tree. With that, with that rock that doesn't belong the there. The rock that doesn't belong there. Yeah. Andy left me something there. <laughs> that tr- that tree is now going to go off and be made into a boat that we can. There go was a now. sign that said no trespassing. Because people could not visit the tree from a movie they enjoyed. Yeah, because the people on that property were yeah, mad. They were did mad. you did you ever take the tour? Um, the, no, the I've Shawshank never tour. Done the Shawshank Mansfield um, tour. Uh, yeah, if you ever get a chance to go to the prison, it's really cool. Um, isn't the Manf- Isn't it haunted? <laughs> supposedly. Yeah, because one of my friends, uh, like like four or five years ago, he, him and his wife stayed over there because you can stay the night at the Mansfield. Yeah, prison. they they do overnight things. I wouldn't want to do that. Not because I'm scared, but this sounds stupid and awful. Well, it it, it is awful. Like, um, and we could. This, this, this sounds like another story. I actually took a tour of the place, and um, the we took a tour of the prison. But it just so happens that a lot of stuff on the prison tour is directly related to Shawshank Redemption. So they yeah. they have their own Hollywood tour that they do, but it just a lot of it was crossed in. So I learned a lot. I was like, oh, there's the thing, and then there's the thing as well, you know. But there's one whole section of the prison still um, there that is all just metal, like, and because it was just easier to build that way. And that's where, like, that's where they have, like, the, the confinement cells down below. And just going through that, it's like something out of Silent Hill. Like, it's very uncomfortable to even think that people were stuck there even in like the the best of times and so i don't believe in ghosts whatsoever i think that's all garbage and people can fight with me the moment you guys catch one let me take a look at it i'll be like bill murray the skeptic in the new movie it's fine um but i would not want to stay there overnight just because of just you just the knowledge of what took place there would be uncomfortable enough for me you know does that make sense where it'd be yeah, like you it know does, but so and that and also the sound of probably the metal like settling after like a hot day probably is not oh, a good yeah, sound. Oh yeah, a hot day, know? oh definitely. Yeah, so like yeah. I I feel like though like I don't feel like the accommodations would be well. Like I feel like they would be trying to set you up to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So I would be like laying there and I'd just be like I can't fall asleep. Is it because I'm actually scared or is it because his bed sucks? So yeah, forget, <laughs> forget that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that'll do it for for our show uh, this week. Next week, I'm sure we'll have some Suicide Squad discussion. Because uh, that comes out soon, so mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about that a, a little bit. Put and talk, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, have a safe week and um, be safe and be cool. And, and tell two friends. And tell two friends. And tell two friends. And two friends. And you tell 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 them to tell two friends. <laughs>